Well, hey there, welcome back to the Dance Business Daily. I'm really excited today to talk with my new friend, Kyle Coleman from Latin Expressions out of Indianapolis. Let's get into it. This is Dance Business Daily, a daily podcast where you can always find real talk with real studio owners, where we'll share best practices, success stories, and actionable insights so we can all get a little bit better together. I'm Bryce Conlon, and I'll be your guide. Welcome to the show, and let's get into it. All right, so as you know, as a studio owner, there are so many different ways to decide to open a business, right? You say, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a dance studio uh, owner. I want to run a shop. And now you have to answer all the questions around what age group, what style specifically you're going to offer, all the styles. These are all things that you have to wrestle through. Today, my guest is Kyle Coleman from Latin Expressions out of Indianapolis. Kyle, thanks for being here with me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, so we've kind of teased up exactly, you know, your studio has chosen, or you, I guess, in your studio have chosen specifically to style, uh, focus on the Latin style of dances. And I commented uh, when I first visually saw you that you are not what I was expecting. You look definitely you look, not. You look. Our ancestors look like they might have been from the same place. Uh, so I'm For curious. Sure. How first of all, how did you? We'll talk about your studio in a sec. But how did you get into Latin dance? Yeah, so I uh, basically, when I was 18 years old, right out of high school, I was looking for a part-time summer job. And uh, one of the owners of this new studio, they had like six people who were just doing it for fun. They needed somebody to work the front desk, do bookkeeping. And he happened to work with my mother at a pharmaceutical company here in Indianapolis. And she's like, is this something my son can do? He's looking for a part-time job. He's like, it's just bookkeeping and voicemails and things like that, checking in students, anyone can do it. And so I just started working the front desk and Next thing you know, they got me on the dance floor and there I was learning to dance salsa. No kidding. So were you a dancer before you took that job or did that job, was that was that the gateway drug? Was that the thing the, that kind of got that, you? That it? was my very first dance class. And it, and it turned me into what we like to call salsaholics. Um, so yeah, I became a salsaholic and I studied, you know, salsa, bachata, merengue, cumbia, and a lot of other Latin dances. You know, my favorite at first was bachata, and then, you know, I started getting better at salsa, and, you know, those are the two that we focus on at Latin Expressions. All right, so this is fascinating. So you had never really, like, done any formal dance. You get this mm. part-time job. You were, you said you were 18 years old at the time? Yep. All right, so you're 18, you're working the front desk, checking voicemails, and, and suddenly you're, you're in the... Did you have any expectations, you know, like, at stepping into dance, you know? Whew. like my expectation was to be terrible, <laughs> which at first I, I, I was, I was not very good when I first started dancing. And it took me a lot of hours of practice and patience and mainly patience from others dealing with me as I was learning. But, you know, since I was working at the studio, I was there very, very frequently, which allowed me to get many hours of practice. And then one thing led to another and I continued my journey and started Latin expressions 10 years ago. Wow. So um, last question before we talk specifically about your studio, because this is mm -hmm. just really always very interesting. So I, I, it's no secret to any of the listeners on our show that I am not a dancer. I have two left feet. My business partner, same thing. Like he's, if you could see him, he's, I'm, I'm almost six feet. He like towers over me. He's gangly and, and long and Christian. I love you. I'm six foot four. Okay. So, you know, it's like, we're 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 not dancers and so i'm always impressed by 
you know, when people show up to, to dance and they just keep coming back, especially you didn't start. Oh, did I lose you? We're back. So Kyle, my question for you is, you know, as a martial artist, I know what it's like to show up at a dojo or a studio and just like work and work and work and, you know, kind of oftentimes lose sight of where you're trying to get to because you're just lost in the moment as you kind of get sucked into, you know, the experience and something about it just kind of sets you on fire. And I'm curious for you, like, what was it about dance and in particular Latin dance that really just like fired you up and got you coming back week yeah. after week after week to put in all those hours? Yeah, so for me, when it comes to just dance in general, what I appreciated the most about it, despite my early struggles, was it was the idea of perfecting something. And it was something that is a long process, but there's something so rewarding when you finally get done working on something and you have a sense of accomplishment because you put so much time into it. Um, and so I'm a perfectionist by nature. So I like to work on things to try and perfect them and make them as best as I can. In terms of Latin dancing specifically, what I love the most about that was the culture and the people. It's such a diverse group of um, individuals who get involved in Latin dancing from all across the world. A lot of people would be surprised just to know how many cultures are actually doing Latin dancing. I remember I went to Thailand a couple of years ago. And the first thing I did was look up where to go salsa dancing. And I ended up teaching oh, really? salsa classes in Thailand. So it was one of those things of all places. You know, you, people wouldn't expect it, but it's something that spans across all cultures, ages, races. And so you have all kinds of people with these different backgrounds. And it's such a rewarding way of bringing people together. And that's why I think I really like the most about Latin dancing in particular is how it seems to bring everyone together across all these different backgrounds. That's really, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, speaking of, you know, do. Do, being a perfectionist and doing hard things in the sense of satisfaction um, that comes from, you know, making headway, I guess, on your hard things. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect segue uh, into the, yeah. the in the sucker punch that is entrepreneurship. So, mm -hmm. so let's talk about that. Did you ever? So you started the business ten years ago. Um, how did you ever see yourself actually opening and running a business? So that was a surprise Never. for you. It was. Um, and even when I did open it with my partner at the time, it wasn't something that I had envisioned being a full-time opportunity. It wasn't something that I envisioned I would be able to do full-time for a living when I started. It was just something that we wanted to do and we wanted to share and kind of help put Indianapolis on the uh, salsa dancing map, so to speak. And, and we did that. And then eventually, you know, got grew to a point where I was able to go full-time with it. And that's what, and that brings us to today, right? That's yeah, brings us to today. All right, so so you no plans to build a business. So what, those early no. days of you know starting, I love I love this conversation because I think most studio owners that we talk to certainly start their business as a hobby, like they're working uh, yeah. their job. I, I talked with um, I talked with Ginny Duro uh, from a couple of weeks ago or maybe last week and her, she was like, she went to school for like criminal justice or something like that, you know? And she's like, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. And then fresh out of college, she ends up starting a studio and it's just that little thing on the side and it grows and grows and grows. Have you found that there was a transition point between when you said, wait a minute, 
this isn't a hobby anymore. This is a business and we need to treat it as such. Yeah, it's probably, I'd say a few years in, because I also graduated with a degree unrelated to dance. It was in psychology, which actually I do think kind of benefited me as a teacher, though. Um, just understanding people, the way they learn, the way they think. But it was a few years in when the business really started to pick up and we started expanding and we needed more help because we were just like, wow, we've got our classes are full. And, you know, so it became something that gradually grew. I would say it's very similar to my dance journey as well. Like when I first started, I had no ambitions of starting a studio, of being a performer, of being a teacher. I was just doing it. And then next step was, all right, I'm going to teach a class. Next step was, I'm going to perform. The next step is, oh, I'm going to start a business. The next step is, I'm going to take that business full time. You know, it just gradually happened and the goals changed as we went along. And as I saw different opportunities present themselves. So let's talk about how you've made that transition, because there are many, many studio mm -hmm. owners out there who are still kind of caught in, let's call it hobby phase. And I don't mean that disparagingly or pejoratively. And wow, those are two very big words back to back to say the same thing. Um, but I'm not trying to like look down or, or make light of it. It's because running a business is hard. Any business is hard. But for so many of these, you know, instructors and studio owners that we talk to, they want to move to the full time. They want yeah. to make it a real business. They want it to be, um, you know, they've got these grand visions of being a hub and a center where kids and adults alike can come through and really mm -hmm. just like fall in love like you did with this art form. And um, it's a struggle. So what would you because you've done this, you grew from yes. the hobby to the business. What would yes. you advise if you could give a piece of advice to someone who's like, Ooh, I'm not quite there yet. What would you say? So why I always tell people who've asked me this question with other studio owners I've, I've talked to is, is basically what I did is I was working my regular nine to five. And what I was doing was doing my dance studio in the evenings. And then what I started to do was gradually put more of my money from my day job into savings. That way I could, get myself more accustomed to living more frugally and uh, not having to study as much income. Cause when you go from having a full-time job and a part-time job at night, now you're just going to have a part-time job, which isn't necessarily as large as it's going to potentially be able to be because you're only giving it part of you at that time. And so I gradually got used to spending less money and putting more money into savings. That way, when I did go full-time with my studio, I was already used to living slightly less than what I was accustomed to. And then as the studio grew, then my income started to rebound again over time. But I was just getting used to the fact that, all right, I'm not going to be able to make what I made when I was working a full-time job right away and being okay with that and getting yourself accustomed to that and used to that and just gradually pushing in that direction. That's a really helpful, very practical way that if you're making that transition from I'm doing this kind of on the side to this is my this is my day job now. It's yes. a very practical way to begin to bridge that gap. Interesting. So when you look back over, I always ask this question to entrepreneurs because I, I think it's fascinating uh, to hear the answers. And it's a, it's a wide variety. If, Especially as an entrepreneur yourself. Well, I yes, because I know what I would I know what I would say to me. Knowing what you know now. What do you wish you had known when you started out? Damn, that's a good question. It, it is. I, I wish I had known 
I wish I had had more confidence and belief in myself that it was going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I decided to go full-time. Um, not even necessarily just with the, you know, starting the business, but taking it from a part-time side gig to my full-time job. I remember talking to one of my very, very close dance friends, uh, Vera Rowe, shout out to you. Uh, so she, uh, she's a nine-time world champion and I met her many, many years ago and she kind of has coached me a little bit through my dance journey because we took similar paths. And I remember when I was thinking about going full time, asking her, Vera, I'm not going to have any money. What am I going to do? She's like, you'll find a way to make it work. It'll be okay. You'll make money. I'm like, but Vera, I'm going to be broke. She's like, no, you won't. Just, just go for it. You can do it. And because I was really scared. And I think that if you have the drive, you're going to make it work. And I wish I had believed more in myself and my abilities that I was going to make it work and not have been so timid to take that step and maybe have started it a little bit sooner. Well, that's what I was going to ask is if you, if you had had the confidence, like what, what would have changed for you? What would you have done differently with more confidence? Or it's that the, you know, the old adage, if you knew, what would you do if you knew you could not fail kind of? Yeah. I, 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 I may, I may have taken that leap sooner. I may have taken that leap sooner and, you know, not have put off, what I was wanting to do and then make myself work a job that I was unhappy at. And I was burning myself out. So I was working a full-time job during the day. And then as any business owner knows, running your own business at night is like a full-time job. So it was like, I was just burning myself out and I was constantly tired and sick. And I put myself through a lot of stress that I may have been able to have avoided if I had just believed sooner, you can do this, go for it. Wow. Wow. All right. So what's next for, for Latin expressions? Cause I, I know from your website that you are like the large longest running Latin dance studio in Indianapolis. So congratulations on that, which is, yes, thank cool. you. Um, what's next? Like where, what's on the agenda? Where are you growing to next? Yeah, right now we're, uh, we're currently in a space that we've been teaching out of for about nine years. I've personally been instructor there for about maybe 12 years, but Latin expressions came along a little bit after I'd already been teaching there. Um, and we, we lease it, but I think the next phase would probably be to move into a bigger facility, maybe have you know some additional space um, that way we could expand a little bit more. Right now we're uh, thankfully rebounding very, very well from the pandemic. Um, you know, it was really, I think as all studio owners know, very difficult times for the dance world. Yeah. And right now we're definitely uh, rebounding well and we're, we need more space. It's a good problem to have, but it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, what I do love is watching the Indianapolis scene continue to grow and being a part of that. And I want to continue that journey and do that. But I think a new space one day, not just yet, but sometime soon will be in the making. Well, it is a very real thing, right? Like I, I talked with um, Josh Weil and his episode will be coming out. He's an amazing, uh, he was a choreographer or he was a dancer who turn, who bought a studio and really has become an entrepreneur. And he, he talks a lot about this idea of just constantly like looking forward to the next thing and like system, creating your systems and just growing and building and um, mm-hmm. it reminds me a little bit of what, of what you're saying is like, it's, it's a problem, 
It's a good problem, but it is still a problem and it requires attention and, you know, the thoughtful, the thoughtfulness. And it's not as simple mm -hmm. as going out and renting a warehouse. It's about building a community in an environment where you're really helping people feel warm, welcome, and connected, which I absolutely love. Exactly. Awesome. Yes, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. Well, Kyle, if, if folks want to hear more about you or learn more about you or get connected with you, you know, there are maybe other dance studio owners in the uh, Indianapolis area who are like, oh my gosh, I need a friend. I need, because <laughs> we do, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's tough out there. Um, you need dance mentors. Yeah. How can they, how can they find you? So obviously, you know, our website at latinexp.com. Um, obviously, we're on Facebook, social media with, with um, Instagram and YouTube. On Instagram, it's hashtag Latin Expressions, facebook.com slash Latin Expressions or Latin EXP, I believe. And uh, yeah, just send us an email. I get all those emails, so I'll be happy to return them and respond. And obviously, if they go to our website, they can give us a call as well from our phone number. Just not during a podcast. Just not during a party. That was what was creating our disruptions was people calling. Well, Kyle, I absolutely have, I really truly have enjoyed chatting with you. You, you just, you seem like you just bring a really good energy, right? Is the truth is you've got this, you've got this, like, I just feel, I'll, I'll be honest. As we jumped into this call, I was like, I'm so tired. Like it's kind of the end of the, well, I guess it's the, it's yeah. the middle. It's like the tail end of lunch and kind of like, yeah. Feeling a little sluggish. Food coma. Food coma. And you've just you just you just bring an energy. You you clearly are passionate about this. Uh, and I love mm -hmm. that you're talking specifically about how do we build community and connection in our studio. And I absolutely love that. So thank you so much for taking some time to be with me. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for this episode of the Dance Business Daily. That's Kyle Coleman out of Latin Expressions in Indianapolis. It's very, very cool. Uh, I if you want to know more, if you want to see more about what we're doing and stay up to date, don't hesitate to like, comment, subscribe, and we'll keep you in the loop. You can, of course, find us at the Dance uh, at Dance Business Daily. Sorry, I got that URL wrong. It's dancebusinessdaily.com. You can find everything that you will need to stay up to date with all of the conversations we're having with studio owners. That's it for now. Chat soon.